Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Gentle and Lowly, the Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. This 2020 release invites us on a journey to the heart of Christ's teachings, exploring the vast depths of the mercy and grace that constitute God's character. Author Dane C. Ortlund, with his doctorate from Wheaton College and role as senior pastor at Naperville Presbyterian Church in Illinois, brings a seasoned perspective to this work. Drawing from scripture and the rich wisdom of the Puritans, Ortlund reassures those who feel distant from Christ, offering hope and comfort in the understanding of his radical love. Ortlund is no stranger to theological works, having served as the editor for the Knowing the Bible series and Short Studies in Biblical Theology series, both aimed to enrich the reader's comprehension and application of biblical teachings. His credentials also include authorship of the subsequent book, Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners, further cementing his expertise in guiding Christians towards a profound spiritual maturation. Gentle and Lowly is written for a broad audience, extending an inviting hand to believers, irrespective of their denominational loyalty, while also opening the doors to agnostics and even atheists who have an interest in the transformative potential of Scripture. Regardless of one's faith background, this book serves as a beacon of insight into the empathetic and enduring love at the core of Christianity. Join us as we summarize and reflect on the essence of Christ's comforting embrace for those who suffer and sin, affirming that his heart is ever gentle and lowly. Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. Introduction, Exploring the Heart of Jesus, A Compassionate Encounter. Imagine you're walking through an art gallery filled with divine portraits. Among them, a depiction of Jesus stands out. But what does this portrait reveal? Is it an image of fury and judgment, or one of infinite kindness and understanding? This narrative brings comfort and a gentle reminder to those burdened with worries, sorrows, and the weight of missteps. Here we delve into the empathetic depths of what it means to be cherished and supported by the divine. Dive into the past to understand the present. The quest to truly comprehend the nature of Jesus is as old as the teachings themselves. We are not alone in our journey. We walk a path well-trodden by devoted scholars and theologians. The Puritans of the 17th century left behind a rich legacy of exploring the divine, their insights offering a unique window into the character of Christ. Today we draw from their profound reflections, along with the words of prophets and apostles, to weave a tapestry that portrays the heartfelt essence of God. Let's embark on this exploration much like examining a precious gem. From every angle, its beauty takes on new dimensions just as our understanding of God's heart unfolds in a multitude of radiant facets. Part 1. Discovering the Depths of Christ's Compassion In the collective volumes of the New Testament Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we are gifted with a vibrant chronicle of Jesus' life. The tales of his birth, teachings, travels, and followers unfurl across 89 chapters detailing the milestones of his earthly journey. Yet, among these rich narratives, only a single verse directly illuminates the essence of Jesus' inner being. 
Imagine you're recounting stories about your beloved spouse. You share anecdotes of their daily rituals, career, and origins. But can a person's essence be captured by such external details alone? Let's reflect on the singular biblical passage that draws back the curtain on Jesus' heart. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty. In these profound words, we discern a heart that isn't abrasive, finger-wagging, or severe, but one that exudes humility, understanding, and tenderness. To glean further context, let us consider the three other New Testament instances where gentle graces the text. The beatitude in Matthew that promises the earth to the meek, the prophetic image in Zechariah 9, 9 of a king arriving humbly on a donkey, and Peter's call to value the enduring beauty of a gentle spirit. And what of the term lowly? Beyond its common translation as humble, this quality touches on a deeper resonance of humility, one born from life's trials and tribulations. The use of lowly in biblical scripture often pertains to those in straitened circumstances, as Mary sang of God uplifting the downtrodden, or as Paul urged believers to embrace humility and fellowship with the disregarded. So, it is abundantly clear, Jesus' heart is steadfastly aligned not with the mighty and esteemed, but with those who stumble and falter, the downtrodden, the sinners, and the sufferers. His gentle and lowly heart is not inclined to chastise, but rather to extend boundless love, patience, and solace. His comfort is reserved especially for those who are fractured and forlorn, not seeking to discipline, but to envelop them in healing and grace. In life's tumultuous storms, as we grapple with insecurities, doubts, and fears, it is this nurturing heart of Jesus that beckons us closer, offering sanctuary and respite for our weary souls. Part 2. Embracing the World with an Open and Compassionate Heart In the deeply human quest to understand others, we often cast our own insecurities, limitations, and skewed perceptions onto them. We make assumptions based on earthly wisdom, linking abundance to arrogance or beauty to disdain for the less attractive. However, Jesus paints a strikingly different picture. Consider the moment when a leper approached Jesus seeking cleansing. Rather than shrinking back, Jesus reached out and touched him, saying, I am willing, be clean. Matthew 8, 2-3. The word willing here conveys a heartfelt desire, a deliberate choice to alleviate suffering. In this encounter, the heart of Jesus is revealed. His actions are a testament to the profound depths of his compassion. All throughout the Gospels, Christ's ministry is a mosaic of compassionately driven deeds. He heals the sick, driven by a deep sense of empathy. He feeds the hungry, not merely out of duty, but from a compassionate realization of their need. He shares wisdom, not to display his own intellect, but rather to uplift and guide the people. He comforts those in mourning, providing consoling words and a presence full of tenderness and care. 
In the original Greek, the word for compassion is intimately linked to the concept of our innermost being, the guts. It's an emotion that stirs from the very core a visceral response. This is the heartbeat of Jesus, a compassion that is as natural and essential to him as the very blood coursing through his veins. Reflect on the times Jesus wept, not out of self-pity, but out of a profound connection to the suffering of others, be it the looming fate of Jerusalem or the death of his friend Lazarus. What pained him most was seeing others in pain, their tears becoming his, their heartache resonating within his own heart. To better grasp this perspective, let's draw a parallel with Old Testament teachings, where cleanliness wasn't about physical purity, but a spiritual and moral state. The ritual answer to impurity wasn't simply to wash, but through sacrifice, addressing not external filth, but internal guilt. In this context, purity was fragile, easily tainted by contact with the impure. Moral contamination was seen as contagious. Yet, in the face of this, Christ's response to the world's brokenness, sin and sorrow is to draw nearer, not to recoil. His instinct is not to shield himself from filth, but to become an ever-present source of cleansing and sanctuary. One can only marvel at the goldness of a heart that persistently wades into the mire to offer redemption. It is the mark of a nature utterly distinct from the fray of human frailties, a noble and abiding strength that reaches out untarnished to the lost and the hurting, promising restoration and eternal solace. Part 3. Divine Love Beyond Human Reciprocity Have you ever found yourself holding a gift, wrestling with a sense of indebtedness, questioning how to reciprocate the generosity extended to you? This is particularly true when we ponder the enormity of God's love, epitomized by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. How does one begin to repay such a celestial gift? Jürgen Moltmann, a prominent German theologian, offers an enlightening perspective. What we consider as miraculous disruptions in the natural order are, in truth, restorations of God's original design for the world. Our reality, marred by conflict, illness, and mortality, can often blind us to the fact that these aren't the norms, but the exceptions. Miracles, then, are glimpses into God's initial vision of harmony and wholeness. French reformer John Calvin penned thoughts about the separateness of God's ways in contrast to human understanding. He expounded on Isaiah 55, 8, underscoring the divide not only in thoughts but in our very essence when compared to the divine. Our human inclination gravitates towards an economy of exchange where favors are transactional, for better or for worse. This ingrained sensibility, seeking equilibrium and recompense, is shadowed by humanity's spiritual decline. Our responses to God's boundless grace are often colored by our flawed earthly logic. Picture a father presenting his child with a gift, only for the child to attempt payment in return with tokens of little value. Such a scene might evoke a sense of sorrow in the father. He does not wish for reimbursement. His love is pure, joyous, in the act of giving. The child's misunderstanding of this love diminishes their ability to embrace the gift fully, thus tempering the father's happiness. Given our mortal roots, it's natural for us to project human traits, such as jealousy, ire, or greed, onto the divine. However, 
the biblical portrayal of God suggests an inverse reflection of our human condition, a boundless font of affection and benevolence. Where our human hearts may falter, His is a heart that not only forgives and redeems, but delights in the process of renewal, transcending the rules of earthly exchange and purely out of divine love. Part 4. The Unconditional Embrace of Divine Affection Picture a wealthy physician with a bottomless cache of medical supplies, a billionaire of benevolence who ventures into the heart of a war-torn homeland. His mission is simple, to offer aid without thought of repayment, to heal and console the place where his own story began, where relatives and memories still linger. Imagine the puzzling reality as many refuse his aid, held back by pride or an unwillingness to accept charity. Then envisage a handful, their conditions dire, who swallow their pride and seek out this doctor. How would he greet them? With exuberant joy, a fulfillment of his deepest purpose. This scenario mirrors the celestial mission of Jesus, whose love knows no bounds nor end. Jonathan Edwards, an influential theologian, described Jesus' love as an ocean without shores or bottom. It is expansive like God's love, a never-ending sea. The Apostle Paul eloquently depicts this love as stretching across all dimensions, an immeasurable expanse of affection, Ephesians 3.18. So what are the conditions required to bask in this infinite love? None whatsoever. Any hoops to jump through? Not a single one. Remember, the essence of real love isn't confining or controlling. It liberates. In Matthew 11.28, the call of God is to all who labor and are heavy laden. Far from needing to attain perfection before seeking His presence, it is actually in our moments of hurt and struggle that we are beckoned closer. The message is strikingly straightforward. The bare minimum to be cradled in Jesus' compassion is simply an openness of the heart, the sole currency accepted by the divine. The invitation to step into Jesus' embrace isn't a fleeting chance, it's a standing offer. To secure a spot in the divine fold, your part is only to arrive and trust. Tardiness is met with patience, not retribution. Your spiritual debts are generously covered. As we come bruised and wearied, Jesus meets us, not with fanfare or judgment, but with a presence that is gentle and humble. Final Summary Through this exploration inspired by Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly, we've uncovered a facet of Jesus that is perhaps the most comforting for those feeling burdened or lost. The profound takeaway is that Jesus' heart is not one of conditional love, using mercy and grace as tools for negotiation. Instead, his heart pulses with an enduring and unwavering love that seeks out those in darkness, offering them light and solace. If doubts still cloud your thoughts, casting shadows of unworthiness on your journey, let them dissipate with this assurance. Jesus does not turn away from the wandering soul. The very act of contemplating his presence is a step towards him, a bridge between the heart and the divine. Remember, in his eyes, there are no outcasts, only beloved children finding their way home. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book 
in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.